Blog Talk Radio. Go With Angels is more than the title of Mary Brotherton's debut book. Oh, it's her wish for you that? and your loved ones. Join her on her podcast every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time as she talks about angels and messengers from the spirit world. Of course, she'll talk about her book and the inspiration behind it, too. Call 516-418-5651 after 11 on Friday mornings to share your stories about angelic encounters. Okay. Never mind, folks. It's a beautiful Wednesday. It is. Wait, what? What day is it? Wednesday the 12th of never, right? Okay, there's a reason. Somebody needed to know that I do a podcast called Go With Angels on Friday. Um, But today is actually all about manifesting. I'm here with our sponsor and my dear, dear friend, Jillian Harris. And I'll never, I'll never forget the very first time that you and I first talked on, on the phone or maybe it was on the podcast. And you yeah. said it's Jillian, Jillian with a G and Harris, right. like our vice president. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I just, you know, it's been almost, I think it's been almost two years now. Is it almost three? I think so. Is it three? Holy smokes. It's been I feel a like we're coming up on three years. I, th- I think you are right. You're, we're in number two now. But, right. Um, every, the second Monday of every month, most of the time, Jillian yeah. is with me. We, we talk about manifesting. And I was just telling her, as, just before the show started, I honestly didn't expect her to be here today. Yeah. Because Jillian, my love, has suffered another tragedy in her life. Um, and I know when her dad passed, she took some time off because she had to grieve and she had to mourn and she had to kick some clods of dirt or whatever it is that she did to get to the point where she could talk to people again. Yeah. And she just recently lost a very dear friend of hers. And, um, I was so touched by her post on Facebook that, I was telling Jillian just before the show started, if you didn't show up, I would have understood. And I would have read your your post about Kevin. So, Kevin, we're thinking about you, buddy. Um, right. Which, that you know what that tells me is Kevin post. is thinking about us. Oh, yeah. He's watching the show. Are you kidding? <laughs> I never, never knew the man, but as soon as I read about him, I loved him. Oh, gosh. Such a character. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, he had pancreatic cancer. And that's one of those ones that will, like, snatch you in 30 minutes. I mean, you know, it's like two weeks and, you know, he just learned he had it a week ago. And now all of a sudden he's, you know, one of those. And he fought it for two years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was just like, oh, no, hell no. His doctor kept saying, you know, you should get your affairs in order. He's like, oh, hell no. (laughs) I got time. (laughs) Exactly. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me how to live my life. Yes. This is my exactly. cancer, not yours, buddy. Leave me alone. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. So, And so they're doing um, – uh, Kevin was huge, and, and I'm, you know, I'm not even – I am very versed at what he was for me. He was a program director of the radio station that I last um, worked at that ended in 2000, KACE in Los Angeles. And, um, but he had a huge history prior to that, you know, which is what got him there. And then even more stuff after that. Um, but he was just one of the best program directors ever. There was something in specifics I was going to say about him, but... Uh, yeah, he saved me. He gave me the best years of my radio career. That's awesome. Yeah, it was super it. exciting. Yeah, yeah, good story, good story. True, true. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, no, I'm here. Um, there have been a lot, and this is what happens when you know too many people. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's, and, and yeah, and you know too many people and love too many people. This is what happens. Exactly, and the love is the key, you know. Yeah, 
you yeah and I, I think sometimes we lose people from our life that yeah we go okay well whatever sorry sorry yeah. for your loss and move on but then we have other people that affect us in such profound ways that we just have mm-hmm. to share our grief to get through our yeah. grief yeah yeah I know there are a lot of folks who just want to um, not touch it um, one of the folks that um, also knew Kevin, in fact, was his um, um, assistant at KCE, Mark Drummond, um, who was also the director of the department that handled commercials and, and creating all of that kind of production. Um, he said, you know, he'll be at the, oh, that's what I was going to say, that they were going to do his memorial. It's going to be um, on the 25th at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. Isn't that cool? Oh, how nice is that? I know. <laughs> it's amazing. But it's, like, perfect for him. Like, oh, my God, so perfect. Anyway, um, but Mark was, uh, I was talking to him last night for the first time in so many years, um, and uh, he was just saying how he, really has a hard time with emotion. And when his mom passed away eight years ago, it took him six months to cry. It took me eight months for my dad. Um, really? I, yeah. I don't know why sometimes we're like that. I think we're yeah. a lot of it has to do with where we are maybe in our relationship with the person. Or maybe, right, good point. Um, maybe just where we are in our busyness of life. Yeah. But it took me it took me eight months and heaven help the people who were around me when those floodgates right. opened. Because there was no consolation. It was on the yeah. anniversary of his of his death. Right. Um, to the day, you know, eight months to the day later. And I just happened to I, don't know, I looked at my calendar or something and it dawned on me, Oh my god, this is the twenty fifth. Right. This can't. This can't possibly. No, I am fibbing to you. I I told you wrong. Eight years it took me. Oh my goodness. Yes, I had to stop and remember where I was physically. (laughs) Eight years on the actual anniversary of his death, January twenty fifth. Wow. Never shed a tear. I mean, I was sad. I was appropriately sad. That's that's right. how I would put it. I was appropriately sad because my father had died at age right. sixty. Um, yeah, he had heart attacks since he was in his early to mid thirties, brain cancer, and uh, you know his heart just finally gave out. Oh. But he suffered for about two years, literally suffered. And right. when he died, it was almost a relief because I knew he was not in pain. Yeah, but um, I think my situation was I had two small children. Yeah, and I had to I had to tend to them. But oh, then yeah. eight years later, to the day, I burst out in tears and had to go home. But I couldn't even go home. I had to compose myself so I could go home. Right. That's how you mean to, to your hometown where your dad was from. I mean, yes. where he lived. Yeah, I got you. Well, I, I lived there. I lived in the same hometown as my parents for most of my life. Uh-huh. But I just had okay. to drive. You know, I had to leave the office and go to, to my house is what I was talking got about. Got it. Yeah, got it, that home. Okay. But, um, so your friend who took six months, was that, I mean, was it the same for him? He just finally broke down and... Um, I really don't know the process on that, but his point in telling me was that he's like, you know, this is going to be really hard for me, um, the memorial. Like, he doesn't like to do feelings. You know... His thing is he's good at stuffing him, and he's like, and this is unstuffable. Well, he he must be my brother from another mother, because that's how I've always been. Um, and I still am to a point. I still... Would rather just not deal with it. Why bother? Uh-huh. Well, it's too much trouble. It's too too emotional. Too much drama. I don't have I don't have time for that. I need to shove 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 and move on. Well, uh-huh. when when my mother died, 
there was no shoving anything. Right. I think I cried. I probably cried for a solid two or three weeks. I mean, nonstop. And then it was a cry and a sniffle and a move on, do something. Let me put on one sock. Okay, cry more. I'll put on another sock. Cry some more. Maybe I can put on my underwear. Let me cry. And how many times do you cry between shoes? And my husband was phenomenal about letting me grieve for as long as I needed. And sometimes I would just I start weeping for for no reason, no particular reason, and I so say, is, "Yeah, well, he knew." He said, yeah. "Thinking about your mom," I said, "Yeah," and he yeah. just reach up and, and wipe my tear and say, "Look at all this liquid love." Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect. So answer. you know, we all we do grieve at different ways at different times, and. There's no wrong way to do it. But I will tell you that I I wish I could be more like my husband. He's one of those extremely emotional people. When he's really happy, you know, when he's happy, it's like ecstatic. When he's sad, it's depression. When he's angry, it's fury. There's no middle of the road for him. Right. But for me... You know, I have to stuff it all down until it eventually just explodes and it all comes out at once. And it, I never know if it's going to be anger or sadness or whatever. Well, on the sadness, um, and I also, I'm going to say something about that, but I also want to remind that I'm going to talk about how to remember your dreams today, remember? Yes. That was my, okay. But um, for the purpose of meeting your loved ones after they cross over. Okay. Um, but, um yeah, so I didn't learn really how to cry. I I was taught to kind of stuff that, like what it looks like on the outside to others around you is a little more important than, yes. than you expressing what you feel. Like, you know, you know stop that crying thing. And the, what that was really, I was coming from a, a school of thought that uh, – that the crying and the emotion really didn't mean anything. That you could just turn that off and have it be something else. It's, don't do that. Um, and so I, it took me actually when I worked on my master's in uh, spiritual psychology for me to really get the value of crying and and learning how to um, not only help someone else cry and go deep with it if that's what they need to do, but to do that for myself. And so ever since, I I guess, 2010, I've been a deep crier at any instant, and I don't care where I am or who's looking. Good. Yeah, and the thing is to get it all out. I think it's better, it's healthier, and I think if more people expressed all of their emotions... In yeah. the moment, yeah. Not you know you don't even if you're angry you can express your anger. You don't have yeah. to make well, it. That's going to be rage. hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Anger's usually yeah. hurt anyway. Covering it up, it's a cover up. Yeah, exactly. Or a redirect. You know, and so what we find then when we do allow ourselves to cry around other people or whatever um, is that oh they go oh it touches them. Your authenticity touches them. And so now uh, you actually have more support than you would have had you not. Yes. And mm-hmm. and I think that's why people love to be around people like you and me, because we not only cry easily, we also laugh from the tips oh, yeah. of our toes to the ends yeah. of the hair on our head. And yeah. people... I have, I mean, I know you laugh that way because you and I have laughed that way on this show before. And, right. You know, that kind of infectious laughter, people can't stay away from it. They want to be around it. And then you become known for it. Right. And when, when you're known for it, people will hang around you just to see if maybe she'll laugh today. Right. But there's something about that. You know, there are those 
who are so uncomfortable with the other side of their emotions, where crying is, that when someone needs to be in that grief state, they can't take it. They want them to please be in that laughter mode. And it's not for the person who's grieving. It's for the person who can't, who wants, who needs what they get from the laughter and joy of that person. Did that make sense? I feel like I've it mixed makes, up my characters. It makes perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. But I find that to be um, um, self-centered and um, not compassionate to the one who needs to have the grief moment. Say that again. <laughs> so uh, for me, for instance, um, people love my joy. They love my up, you know, they love my laugh. Right. Yeah, they love, you know, that. And so um, I am not always that, though, right now. You know, I don't do social stuff right now. I don't want to that I would have done prior to my dad passing. And... Um, I'm just different right now, and I want it that way. And there are folks who are like, yeah, but, you know, um, you know, to have a good time would be, you know, and no, that's for them, not for me. If I'm telling you what I need, and what I need is to be, you know, uh, more quiet, more actually let my sadness do its thing, then that's what I need. Exactly. And that needs to and be okay to with others. But some people can't take it. Yeah, some folks, they just, I can't take it. And what they realize, what they may not realize is how your, um, that positive, glowing, radiant part of you actually feeds them. And they are craving that and now going through withdrawals. That's what's happening. Yeah. But, you know, so this thing happens and you thought I wasn't going to be here today um, because it, it is, it was huge. And I guess, you know, had it been the same day, I probably would have done the show, but um, uh, the same day that I found out, but it would have been rough, <laughs> definitely. Um, but um, I am here, I think, because I of the place that I'm at with regard to this subject and really living with one foot on the other side for months now and um, it's just getting a little bit easier and folks are stepping across and it's kind of bugging me a little bit some of them because I wasn't done I thought we were going to go to lunch or whatever Um, but (laughs) but it is still part of life and I'm getting that more and more and I'm actually getting way more grounded in um, doing the work of helping other people Um, not see this transition thing as an ending to their relationships with their loved ones who've now crossed over. Um, Right, because it's not an end. Right, it isn't. It so really, truly isn't. Yeah. How did you like the part of my post when I uh, talked about introducing Kevin to my dad? I loved that. I got chill bumps. Yeah. I got chill bumps when I read that. It was huge and amazing. Yeah. And to be able to get to that place, that's what I want to teach people how to do, how to be able to just so easily, you know, be in that place. And I was, you know, with my dad and then Kevin came through and um, and I'm like, oh, and, you know, to introduce them to each other, even though they'd met one time on the side, it was awesome. They, It was like they'd been so long um, that it was a cool reintroduction and, and watching them shake hands. And they're on the other side. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. I love it. I know. So. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where were we? Last time um, we were talking about this kind of stuff, we were talking about visitation dreams. When your loved one who has crossed over comes to visit you in a dream and those moments are real and they happen um, mostly a lot in dreams because we're in a place where there's not any external stimuli. There's not that uh, thing with that cognitive 
sense of reality, and now all of a sudden in your dream state, um, that is being confronted. You know, if you, you don't have to compare like, oh no, that's not that's not possible. This that I'm seeing is not possible. You don't have that part going on when you're in dream state, and um, so it makes it easier and more effortless for us to. Uh, be able to have these visitations to for our loved ones to come across, visit us, not freak us out, and instead have a really wonderful time with us. And in these visitation dreams, I don't know if I there's a, I don't know if I mentioned um, uh, dream portals. Um, portals are amazing. Um, uh, for me, I go into a dark space, like a closet type space. And this is during dream time, um, it, and it doesn't have to be. It could be also during awake time. But anyway, for me, uh, mostly dream time when I do this, into a closet-type space where it is pitch dark. I mean, it's black dark, like dark black. I've never seen darker darkness than this. Like and then all of a sudden, there is, I've seen it where it's around, like almost like a ship uh, window portal, you know. Um, and I've also seen it where it just like opens, and it's just a big window opening and I'm looking through now and I am instantly in uh, at this one time I was in Turkey was it Turkey no it was India oh shoot I forget one of those countries over there I think it was India it was India and because um, I remember now it was at a train station but uh, I don't want to go into the story but I got information on where a friend of mine was what he was doing at that moment and everything when I talked to him <laughs> like a month or so later he was in a state of like full I was like I was there and I saw you doing this that and the other thing and who was that guy you were talking to I liked your jacket and your beard is grown and he was like why didn't you say anything to me you know I'm like I, well Never mind. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but uh, so I uh, did do a portal uh, to see my dad uh, the first time I saw him in Dream State, and this was within a day or so of him passing. Um, but I did. I was wondering what he was doing and where he was and everything, and so I got to go into this closet space and open that. The portals, though, I just want to say, are. Um, amazing will instantly transport you to where it is that you're you know supposed to be in that dream moment so portals are, are cool but this is not the kind of visitation that I'm talking about so in in this was actually me visiting but I was only visiting I was spying and whenever I do a portal I'm spying it seems like you know I'm observing something I'm seeing you're something Yes, <laughs> exactly, and not necessarily communicating. Like my dad was not aware in that moment that I was there watching him and um, my best uh, roommate ever. Uh, who I, never mind, I'm giving up my book. But so there, these pieces are in my book. Uh, but anyway, a visitation dream. Um, these are when specifically your loved one who has passed away comes to visit you specifically. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have time together. You're going to talk. You're going to, um, you know, whatever needs to be done together uh, is going to happen. And they've come for a purpose. And when you wake up, it feels like, oh, my God, that was not only awesome, but, damn, that felt real because it was real because you have the space to allow it to happen. And so then, you know, like this happens so much, so many people have visitation dreams that when a loved one passes away, um, a bunch of folks will pray, please, oh, please, I'm praying for a dream or, you know, begging the, um, their loved one to please come to them during a dream. This dream state thing, like, oh, my God, I'm just waiting for him to come to me in a dream. And, um, and so then the issue becomes, are you a dreamer or do you, you know, can you remember your dreams? So my mom, um, she had uh, one cute little dream uh, state moment where my dad was in visitation with her, but it wasn't like the first time. And, it, and this was kind of telling, too, what she encountered. My dad... Um, is extremely handsome physically and loved clothes. His closet is still full to the moment, this moment. And um, uh, and so he would come out, he dressed up like Mr. GQ, and he would come over to her side of the bed and say, how about this, E, what do you think? 
And, you know, she'd look at him and, and go, wow, it looks good. And so she had that moment in one of her dreams. And she told me about it. And um, and that was awesome and everything. And I'm like, okay, look, you had a dream. But she didn't talk about this till I don't know, a couple of few months in. And, and to her, this was the only dream that she'd had. I'm like, look, that was a dream. And she's like, oh, right. I did get to see him in a dream, so she did get to see him in a dream, but I like, like, this is not the only time that this has happened for you. You've seen him, you have encountered him, there's no way in the world that he's not visited you in dream state. The thing is that your sleep is not good. She doesn't sleep well, and, you know, might need Unisom or something, you know, to help her sleep. That's not going to help either. Um, and I'm about to do a list and stuff, and there's certain things that don't enhance our ability to remember our dreams. So you're having visitation with your loved one. Probably, especially if you had a great relationship with them, it's happening. They want to communicate with you just as much as you want to communicate with them. So now it's about, you know, we have dreams all the time. We're doing stuff while we're sleeping. But a lot of us are in this habit where we just don't remember the dream. The vast majority of people just don't readily remember their dreams. And then if you do remember your dreams, you probably know the scenario where you remember it and maybe it's like, wow, that was weird. I'm going to write that down. I'll write it down later. And then now it's gone. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Right? It's like, dang, I was going to remember what was it. Uh, uh, uh. I cannot remember what that was. So th- there's, so part of the uh, tips that I have for you is about journaling and some other things just to help um, capture your dreams. But it's what we do with our sleep time. It becomes a really important thing. And um, I don't believe that being too embedded in your grief is going to stop you from dreaming. It's just about can you can you get some sleep? Sleep is the operative word. Right. Yeah. So, um you want to hear my list? I got a good list for you. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. So, meditation is one of them. And um and it, you know, Meditation pops up for a whole lot of things as a remedy, you know, a way to help stuff. People are like, I don't have time to meditate. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you, you do. You don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to become a monk and you don't have to um, take hours and hours. You can just meditate in a few moments. Yeah. At least it didn't start that way. Know that it's totally okay to do a, a full one-minute meditation. Yeah, and and then let that one minute grow, as you start to enjoy that one minute, it, it grow to three minutes and to six minutes and uh-huh. fifteen and a half an hour, and all day. Just kidding. Exactly. <laughs> I like the all day idea. <laughs> yes, but meditation. Um, I mean, it's not only going to help you have a more restful. Uh, sleep because it's relaxing your mind and your body, but it does all these other things. Like there's so many like incredible benefits to meditation. It's like worth it. I tell people they say they don't have time uh, to meditate. I'm like, you don't have time not to meditate when you realize what the benefits sir. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. When you get what what the benefits are, then you really don't have time to steal these moments to quiet your mind and um, and realize that yeah, you can't stop thinking. That's normal. There's some thoughts that keep popping through. Let them go through. And just you know, I'm not going to give you a meditation exercise this time. Some other time we'll do that. But you know, you you let them happen and let them go away and get back to that quiet place again. But it's great for your physical body, you know, even there's some evidence that it uh, helps increase your immune system and stuff. You know, it helps you get rid of anxiety and depression and whatnot. Um, it helps increase your awareness. It helps you to become um, more sharp at your intuition, you know, which um, when, I mean, you know, I guess it depends on where your where your foundation is spiritually. But when someone crosses over um, 
for me, this whole crossing over thing, people, quote, dying, um, that pushed me to want to be more aware and awake metaphysically. And meditation puts you right there. And it also um, aligns you more with yourself as a spiritual being. So, and that's what this is about. Because when our loved ones cross over, the only thing that has really happened is they have stepped out of their physical body. Well, there's a couple things that have happened. They've stepped out of their physical body. um, So now they are exactly who they used to be, except they don't have the physical body with the vocal cords in it and all that stuff with which to speak to us and, you know, arms to touch us and hug us and all of that. Um, But they also are in a dimension um, that is different and like a layer on top of this one, but it's a different one. It's not exactly this Earth one physical right. that we're in right now. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, this is your angel stuff. Um, but so so a couple of things have happened, but they're still right, right, right here. And what I'm loving really getting grounded in is that the spiritual world, the spirit world, is not someplace far away way up in the sky or something. It's right here. It's it, right it's here. Like in, in tandem yeah. with us. I know yeah. that there was, um, I talked to a medium one time that told me that the spirit realm is like three feet above our heads. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can I, I, I don't I can. know that it's that far away. Good point. <laughs> But yeah, that's but I can get that though. Yeah, I but see I, it right I think in front that's of me. Why, that's why it's so quick. If we, you know, if you say I want to talk to my dad, whoosh, he's there. Yeah, right because there. He's not far away at all. Yeah. And the angels exactly. are the same way. You know, if you call on Archangel Michael or Raphael or uh, Jay Goodell, any of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can feel their presence swiftly yeah. as long as oh my you, gosh. Clear, you know, clear your mind. I forget which one I was calling on. I'd have to sit and look at their characteristics, but I did a thing about 10 or 15 years ago where I committed myself to this kind of work, and um, and I did it in a prayer mode. And then all of a sudden there was this, like a huge wave of energy on my right-hand side, um, where, by the way, there was no space. I was in a chair that was by a wall. But, you know, <laughs> that's the physical. This was something uh-huh. spirit. And one of the archangels, like, forget which one it was. And he came down, and, and he hit the ground like, boom. And um, I shared this with someone else uh, at a... Um, uh, some sort of um, holistic fair or whatever, and she goes, that sounds like Archangel Raphael, or whichever well, one it I was. was. Just, I was yeah, I was just thinking, thinking Raphael? that. Yes, yeah. because Raphael loves attention. You know, okay. there, there are actually shy angels, yeah. and then there's Raphael. He's like, he's okay. like you and me. Give okay. me a microphone, give me, give me a stage, let me, you know, I may not be able to sing, but I can certainly entertain you with my mouth. I will talk, right. I will, you know, I'll do what I have to. And Raphael's the same way. Um, right. Did you experience any kind of color with this angel? Um, I, you know, interesting, I only am remembering a dark color, actually, but not that that was a bad thing at all. It was just, it was more authoritative and affirming. Um, but, uh, and that was just... Um, I don't want to say, because uh, I wasn't seeing it with my eyes, not my eyeballs. Yeah, I, I get that. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's the sense that I got. And otherwise, no, I don't remember. There may have been, and I'm missing it and forgetting at this point. Cause well, it was so no. Ago. Yeah, yeah, I was just uh, so you, impressed you by him making the statement. What colors do you get from him? Well, he tends to to work within certain colors. Um, uh-huh. I'm trying to remember now, uh, which ones I, I want to say, I think he's green. Oh, um, that makes sense. I, I want to say he's like, emer- yes, 
uh, I had to do a quick look up. Emerald green is like his color. Um, okay. And he smiles a lot. He, okay. Um, he's a, a, a rather, a lot of the angels are, are tall, but when he comes to manifest with us, he manifests yeah. as a youthful, tall man with dark curly hair. Okay. I feel, wow, dark curly hair. I get the, the darkness from there as what I was picking up. And um, I definitely felt instantly supported. And like yeah. I was, you know, my team was suddenly here to help me through what I was committing to do. And, um, yeah, how did we get there? Uh, we were talking about remembering in, in the spirit world and where we are. And we, I don't think we got any farther oh, yeah. on your list of how to sleep other than meditating. Or, or how to remember your dreams is really how it. How to remember your dreams, right. Yeah, and write them down, yo. Have something, you know, and I've heard of this, and I, and I did it a little bit, but I, I really haven't uh, invested well myself in journaling, um, writing down what your dream is, using some kind of sleep diary or something to take notes when you wake up, put it on your nightstand, you know, um, and, and jot down what you remember. Um, but here's another thing. Be sober. And um, I'm just really um, connecting with that. You know, luckily for me, I don't really drink. So um, that's good. But to do that, alcohol in particular apparently has a thing that it can do. It causes problems with the quality of our sleep. And I didn't know that. You know, whenever I've, like, had too many glasses of wine or something, I, I'm out. <laughs> There's not a problem happening with my sleep that I know of. What? what? We think that we're sleeping well when we're knocked out with with alcohol. Right. But But there's a difference between being sound asleep and sleeping soundly. Yes. Oh, my gosh, that's right. So basically what I've been learning is that alcohol in particular – um, it can affect our not only remembering dreams, but even our long-term memory stuff it can become a little bit more difficult by having it in there. So just a swig or so is not necessarily a good thing. And then you want to well, create. I promise a- I wasn't. I wasn't drinking when I plugged in the wrong um, introduction to this show, but <laughs> that was interesting that I mixed up which show I was on. That is so cute, though. I'm glad you did it because I've been thinking a lot more about your stuff and about your book. Um, You know, just where I am right now, just wanting to kind of stay with one foot on the other side. Um, Just um, I've been thinking about angels a lot more. Well, I just finished my third one, which I'm I'm really excited about. It's because the first one was your third book. My third book about angels. Wow. And, you know, the first one was just um, memoirs, stories, true short stories, incidents, near-death experiences type things. And the second one was a book about angels for children. And then this third one was told to me to write. And I'm like, okay, uh, how do I do that? Um, Because I was told to write a journal. Make, right. Create a journal about angels. I'm like, oh, that's a piece of cake. I'll just do a bunch of lines and throw in a couple of angel pictures. Boom, I'm done. No, right. Mary, that's not what we want you to do. Right. So I had to actually do some research. And that's wow. how I found out things like Raphael presents as a man with dark curly hair. Right. Raphael likes to, he likes to be called on. He's not shy. Um, right, and and I did not know this. Metatron and Sandalfun were twin brothers on Earth that ascended oh. into heaven to be angels. Oh, I didn't know that either. Well, see, I I did a lot of research into um, the Islam tradition, the Jewish uh-huh. tradition, 
Christian and yeah. even Buddhism, because right. all of these religions believe in angels. Oh, and they wow. all have a different take on them. But there are certain angels that are universal. Right. Right. Got it. Oh, my God, I love so that. This, this book is part introduction, part how-to, and right. part, here, write your own stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Journaling. Because um, I had, the, you know, there were a lot of things I didn't know. And I thought, well, I can't just say invoke your angel. Some people don't even know what the word invoke means. Right. Because that's a... That's a strange word. It just means ask. So I put that kind yeah. of stuff in the book. Right. I also had some what I would call leading questions. Right. Um, I, I remember one of them was, well, I don't even remember which angel I was working with, but um, when was the last time you made a life-altering decision, good or bad? Uh-huh. And then, you know, would you make the same choice today and why or why not? To give you something to ponder and think about. And then right. I leave a bunch of lines for you to, to respond to that. So, right. um, you know, it, it's it's almost like a textbook in a way. Yeah. A workbook. Maybe a workbook is a better way of saying it. Well, dang, you but, open up um, a whole new world that with these angels. It, it was something that that came to me, and I just, I said, okay, you you lead me, and I'll write. Apparently, right. I'm not supposed to be getting any of my own work out. I got to be doing your stuff. <laughs> well, you know what? That's okay. Go faster. You'll get it all done. Yeah. Yeah, oh, my gosh, too. yes. But I was just thinking, you know, we do have communications with our angels during our sleep. And yes. so then to be able to remember those moments would, you know, be good, too. It's like we're doing stuff in the spirit world while we sleep on a regular basis. Regular. Oh, there regular. are days. I can tell you when I've been astral traveling. Yeah. Because I'll wake up exhausted. Oh, you know, I'm just so tired. And then there are days like this morning. I, I, it's, this was very strange for me. I woke up in less than six hours of sleep. Okay. Usually, I need seven and a half. Boom, I'm done. Seven and a half, seven forty-five. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. But uh, this morning, I woke up almost on the dot of five hours after I went to bed. Huh. And. You know, I, I did like most old ladies do. I went to the bathroom and I came back and I thought I'd go back to sleep quit pretty quickly. Right. No, 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 no. My mind was swirling and girling and going. And I'm like, okay, time to deep breathe. And that didn't help. Time to meditate. Nope, nope. You can't get in this meditative state. We got too much to do. And I said, okay, fine. I'll just pray. Well, mm-hmm. all I could think of were the prayers that I learned as a child, you know, mm-hmm. all these, you know, these rote prayers. So I did that. Right. I was raised Catholic, so I got lots of little backup prayers. And I did a right. couple of rounds of that. And then um, the, the, my mind just took over, took over, took over. I said, this is ridiculous. You want me to get up? I'll get up. So I and so got what was the benefit? Was, was there something that happened? I don't know. Went by getting I, I up don't... that early, huh? Um, I just got a head start on my day. Right. Okay, there's I that. Got, I got... Which is and beautiful. I, I'm, the only thing I can figure is um, God wants me to finish a couple of things before I start on my next project. There's that. There's that possibility. And then there's also the possibility that later you will learn that at that time something else was happening that you were connected to, and that is why you couldn't sleep at that time. Interesting. hadn't thought yeah. about that. Yeah. And and you'll get it later. You know, you'll be like, oh, my God, what time did that happen? Oh, you're kidding, you know? And then you'll be like, like that. Um, but then the other thing that I want to say is, I don't know about you, but like along this list of how to more easily remember your dreams. Um, 
is to create a sleep routine, and I'm wondering if some of the things that could be in a sleep routine would have helped you get past that five-hour mark, you know, or even to get back in bed, you know. Um, I mean, it may seem like, God, you're tired kind of, but you're not really tired, but you're waking, you know. Would a warm bath have helped? And I know you tried to meditate. Would um, some soothing sounds help? And I think um, playing soothing sounds um, is something that more and more people are doing. And I, it brings me to want to share that, you know, on YouTube, there are all these free things that you can listen to, meditations and, and even not meditations where they're not voices, but there are sounds to oh, yes. help you I do, relax I do and that sleep. Frequently. I, I do not remember the last time that I could not go back to sleep. Right. It was so this so... was something else going on. Yeah, there was definitely something else happening, and, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if I wasn't connected through dreams or or traveling to something that my mind said, nope, I've enough, I've had enough of this, not going to do it, because I do know that uh, probably for the last twenty some odd years. Yeah. I I think I may have told you this story. I used to have this image just as I'm shutting down to go to sleep, but right before I sleep, of I would always be witnessing a tragic event. Oh. Almost almost always I was witnessing a child or a woman being either sexually or just physically abused, battered. No. And and it was it was terrifying because right. I see it right as I'm going to sleep. Oh, and God. so after years of, of enduring this, I said, enough is enough. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Why are right. you showing me these images mm-hmm. knowing that there's nothing I can do? I don't even know where this is taking place. Right. Is it next door? Is it in Chicago? Is it in Zimbabwe? I don't know. Right. I can't help them. If I can't help them, why are you right. making me witness this? And right. the answer came back as clear as day, but you are helping. You are the last image that person sees as they're exiting this earth. Oh. Like, what? No. I'm just standing there? And the voice said, no, to them, you are an angel. Oh. And you're escorting them over. And I found out recently there is an angel that is known as the death angel. His name is Azrael. And Uh and Azrael is neither masculine nor feminine. But Azrael's mission is to do just what I was doing. Stand there Uh and wait till this person is ready to transition and then take them on. So apparently I was actually helping Azriel. Yeah. And because um, once, once the person has died, then Azriel yeah. teaches them how to be a spirit. Because oh. we don't know how. Wow. Well, yeah, how to be our authentic self. That's funny. So I said, okay. If, if if I have a purpose, if this, if witnessing this it gives me, you know, is a for a purpose, I'll do it. I right. will, I'll suffer through. And he said, No, you don't need to do that anymore. You will still be there. You will still be their witness. You will still be the one to help. But right. you don't have to actually physically see it anymore. So I think sometimes when I wake up tired, it's because I've been busy. Right. Right. But um, interesting, um, because it makes me feel that um, what's happening with your spirit body um, on a mental level is um, somehow engaging your physical, because really our physical body should be fully rested, no matter what we went and did with our spirit yeah. body. But if our mind part 
is connected, you know, then I could see how that or my part is going to be connected. But somehow I could see how it could be a connection to our physical body getting exhausted. I think, um, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's very, very rare, Jillian, for me to, have, to wake up tired. Yeah. Or to wake up early. Um, it's, right. it's odd. It's odd to wake up early or be tired. So I think when I do, it's something that I've done. And like you said, I may have skipped a step in my sleep ritual because I am all about doing things routinely and, and the same over and over. And having that sleep ritual, my husband says he's so jealous because I can fall asleep so quickly no matter where I am. Yeah, and I can. A strange oh. bed doesn't matter because I right. do my ritual always the same way every right. night. Oh, um, you have a ritual that you do. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. And, you know, it, it starts with, it, start, it basically starts with me saying goodnight to my cat and then goodnight to my husband. I'm uh-huh. going to bed. And then right. I walk toward the bedroom. I do my, my you know, my nightly ritual with washing my face, moisturizing, brushing my teeth, you know, right. my, my hygiene part. I get that out of the way and then I choose what I'm going to sleep in and, um, you know, I have certain things that I do with my skin, my legs, my arms, my hands, whatever. And, uh, you know, I have essential oils that I use and... um then I usually put on one of those meditations that you were talking about or a sound, like a sound machine. And I put on, I have a a mask that has headphones in it. Right. And so I sleep with that because that gives me that sound that I need, but it blocks out any light. So if, which is usually my husband comes in after I go to bed and I'm just about asleep and he'll turn on the TV. Right. I don't, don't be doing that to me. But rather than having it make a, you know start a fight, I yeah. I'm already prepared. I have on my right. sleep mask. I have on my music or the the yeah. meditation, whichever one I'm listening to, and it tunes out his noise and that flashing strobe of the TV. Right. But also, you know, then after that's done and I'm comfortable, then I do my prayers, mm-hmm. and then. I, I mean, sometimes my prayers are simply, God bless Jillian, God bless Garrett, God bless mm-hmm. Jennifer, God, and I go down my list like I did when I was a child. Right. I just, I, and sometimes I don't even say God bless. It's like blessings too, because I'm a God seed, yeah. and, and I know who I am, and I'm not saying speaking from ego. I just know right. that I have the ability to bless people too. Yeah. So, well, I'm happy yeah. to hear this, and what I want to say, because we're running out of time, is that you're just saying what um, I was saying, and that is when you're creating a, a sleep routine, and a lot of people don't. They just, like, they come right out of MSNBC and hit the, the head on the pillow, you know, and think that that's the way to go, and it's not. You know, and they toss you them really, turn. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, or even if you don't toss and turn, it's not going to help prepare your mind and your body for the most restful sleep that you can get. And getting the most restful sleep that you can get is something you want to get in a habit with if you want to actually um, help uh, promote, engage um, your spirit world experiences, you know, with your loved ones. If you want to have those moments more easily and if you want to remember what happens while you're sleeping when you're in communication with them which is, you know, the main thing. So I had a few other things, but you know what? All of this is in my book. So you can just, like, you know, read the book. And when is your book coming out? Yeah, well, so can we talk about that for a moment? So the last three weeks have been, or maybe a month, really, have been brutal with my so-called day job. Um, and that's, you know, the company that I own. And, you know, and here we are. This is Manifesting Mondays. And... Um, and I realize usually when we have a goal, uh, something that we're trying to make happen, uh, there's usually, um, it's not usually about the goal, it's about what we encounter along the way to making that happen. 
that's really it's the journey stuff. And so here's the book at 99.999% completion, and um, and then all of a sudden it goes completely crazy in my other gig to the point that I'm doing 21-hour days, like literally. Are you talking every, about Valley of the Dolls? Yes, every single okay. day. Because you also and, own um, Stargate Adventures, right? Well, yeah, but – and. That is taking a new turn, but I haven't been able to do anything with that, you know, right now. But anyway, Valet of the Dolls is the, it's the bread and butter, but it also, it's just very stressful. It's very cute, and it's very fun, and we're in such demand because we're so good, but it's not my life purpose. Arranging for people's parties, parking cars, that's not it. This is it, what we've been talking about today. This is it. So I've been um, really a little bit frustrated with myself. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to rein this back in again and keep a lid on it if I want to participate in that and still be able to live my life purpose because, to me, what I get loud and clear is that, like, um, you know, spirit has given me uh, this passion, and and when that happens, you realize what your life curriculum really is and what your life purpose is, to then not do it is almost kind of blasphemous, if I can use the word that way. It's almost oh, like, yes. like disrespecting God gave you something good and you can't – really? Seriously? So that's how I'm feeling, and it's been a very frustrating time. Um, I postponed the – um, audio portion, and now I'm making a new date. And so right now, I'm just coming out of the weeds of uh, a crazy busy period and um, and just getting to where I hope in the next two weeks I can, you know, put the barcode on the book finally and, you know, and be ready to record. And, and oh, yeah. That, that to me is such a giddy time. Yeah, it is. When you I finally have your barcode and your yeah. ISBN. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, this is really happening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and my, the three little words that I love are, are not the three little words most women love. I mean, I, I like those, too. But when I can tell my printer, okay to print. Yes. <laughs> oh, exactly. it's just like, ooh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Getting to that. Well, dang it. It has been another beautiful day. It's been glorious. Yeah. So, um, you know, we if we, by next month it yeah. all goes well, yeah. we'll be ready. All is going well. I'm just going to All is that. going yeah. well. Yeah. I, I expect to have my books in my hand early November. Awesome. So yours will be... In that, pro- they'll be close to that process. We're going to have yeah. twin books. We're going to be yes. birthing oh at the gosh. same time. Exactly. Like, like being oh sisters having babies at the same time in the hospital. Yes. Oh my God! How adorable. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for oh. another beautiful morning. This was wonderful. I I just I, know, I, love, I love my Mondays with you. I love yeah. talking about manifesting anyway, but. It's always special because it's just there's something about the give and take, the, the back and forth, and I. No offense, listeners, but I am so glad nobody called in today. This was a show <laughs> that needed to be just Jillian and Mary talking, chit chat. And I, yes, I hope sure. you enjoyed it. I, yeah. I really, you know. Um, I'm going to really quickly got six seconds. I'm going to recap what you said. Um, okay. The list of how to remember your dreams is meditate, be sober, have a sleep routine, and then yeah. you stop. <laughs> yeah, and be still. When you first wake up, don't move. And oh, do yeah. your content of the dream will stay with you a little bit better. Um, uh, and then do a little investigation, like pull for the dream parts. I didn't tell you that part. And then don't use an alarm clock. Um, that can disturb it. But then there's another um, school of thought that says use an alarm clock. <laughs> you know, yeah, and that is going to help you. Yeah, so, well, you, you know, know you've you got know. a good sleep routine, you don't need yeah. an alarm clock because you will wake up on your own. Yes, 
and waking up naturally. For me, that's the best way. Absolutely. I, I love that, yeah. I'll have to tell you real fast about a dream I had the other day. It was so funny. I dreamed I saw a flying octopus. And it turned out to not be a flying octopus. It was two great blue herons flying in tandem. Wow. And they had really long tail feathers. Right. And and I looked it up. I looked it up, and a flying octopus is very good luck. And a great blue heron also is good for whatever, whatever. I forget all the details. But I just thought it was so cool. I had to tell you. I wrote it down to make sure I would remember to tell Jillian about my flying (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. All right, honey. I'm going to say goodbye. And I'm going to actually hit the right button to get us out of here today. And I will see you in a month. Absolutely. Talk to you later. And let me know if you want to talk about something specific before, and I'll I'll fill the build the show around that. Otherwise, okay, we'll just get here and see what happens. All right, take yes, care. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Be Unique Radio's Manifest Monday Show with Mary Brotherton. Come back every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern for more guidance on creating your ideal life. If you have questions about manifesting your happiness, email manifestmondayshow at gmail.com and Mary will respond on a future episode. Remember, friends, the fastest way to manifest your dreams is to speak them into existence in positive present terms. And to always remain grateful. See you next time.